So Mark, I guess we'll start with the time off, the camp away in Marbella. I remember you telling us that you were going to work those players so hard they'd almost be sick. How hard did you work them? Listen, it was not about working them hard, you know, to make them sick or that. It's about getting the right killing meters in their legs and making sure that everything they do was with a purpose and with intensity. So we ticked all the boxes out there and we absolutely utilised the good weather and maximised the fact that we could train double sessions and with the climate and it was a fantastic camp. Uh, I was really grateful to the club for letting me and my staff go out there with the guys and uh, there was also a real good social aspect as well that the lads were together eating and bonding, you know, and um, I think it's going to stand us in good stead here leading into the next block of games. Different climate, as you mentioned. So when you do go away on those kind of camps, what is the itinerary? What do you have them doing? Yeah, so for example, back here at the moment, you know the frost is coming and everything. So it's normal sometimes the training could be bit put back a little bit later and stuff. But we are so lucky and privileged here at the club that we have amazing training facilities. And it's all credit to the chairman and the way he's developed this training centre over the years. Um, however, when you go out to Marbella, you've got a great climate. Um, and the pitches in the centre there is excellent. It's the second time I've been there now. I was out there with Norwich as well when I was a player. Um, so what we did was we were able to train really intensive in the morning and then in the afternoons we were able to go out and do a lot of tactical work with the guys in possession and out of possession and we were able to do that in a really relaxed environment where it's very concentrated and the guys were able to get good rest and recovery and sleep at a fantastic hotel as well. Um, so they were eating really well, eating together as a group, which is important for me because I like to see the players uh, build new relationships. And uh, as I said, I've always talked about this. We've got a lot of young players in the group and they're starting to really come out their shell as well. I was going to say that away from the training pitch and the tactical side of things, just having that time to bond is, is massive, isn't it, going forward and back into the season? Yeah, listen, in these situations when we're sitting at the bottom of the table, you know, and we know that we're not going to be there come the end of the season with the, with the players that we've got coming back and the experience we'll have in the group. But just for the young lads, you know, to go out there, experience like the first training camp under myself and my staff. Also to get used to the way I want to work in possession and out of possession. Um, and it was really worthwhile. But these lads are growing as uh, young people and they're developing all the time. And I'm sure at the back end of the season, you're going to see a real big difference in them. For you coming into the club at the time you did, it must almost feel like a pre-season for you as well. Yeah, it was. I mean, we know where we were at when I took over the job. I think it was one win from 11 or 12 games. Um, and as I said, I inherited a, a terrible injury list. I think at one point it was 14 out. Um, the really key players like Pearson and Hogg, they hadn't even trained more than one day with me. Pat Jones included, he was a very exciting young player. Um, and we're starting to, and you're in as well in that bracket, and we're starting to slowly get these guys back. Um, and it gives you a real positive feeling going into this back end of the season now. You played Olympiacos while you're out there, a, a defeat, but I, I guess when it's a friendly and in those conditions, you look more at the performance and what the guys showed you. What, what do you take from that game? What I wanted to do was I wanted to play a game of this magnitude against a team of that sort of quality purely because that's the closest what you'll get going against Sheffield United in that respect because Sheffield United are a very strong team. 
with an unbelievable budget as a Premier League club in stature and with the budget as well that could go to get promoted this year. So it was going to be the closest test for our players leading into that game. Uh, what I did do was I utilised the squad and played uh, two different teams for the two halves and uh, they acquitted themselves really well. I mean, when you look at the first half, you were sitting back and looking and then then it really hits you as a head coach how far these young players have come. I had Brody Spencer, who's not long-term 18, who's come through the youth academy. He's a, he's a great boy and he was up against a five times Champions League winner and I have to be honest, he acquitted himself excellent. Um, and then in the second half, Diara, Kamara and Ayina uh, playing against the top, top outfit and really pushing on and being aggressive and doing everything that we are asking them from. And it was a great signal at the end of the game when the French-speaking guys from Olympiacos were all over our young boys and telling them how well they've done and stuff. So this is what we are about as a club. We are about developing these young players. I know how much it means to these guys because they've come through the academy and they're fighting every day in the training to be involved. And we're really fortunate as well that we've got great experienced players here that are leading them in a really good way at the moment. A couple of the notables from the two team sheets, Mark, was Tino Andrew back in the fold. Yeah. That must be great for you. Yeah, he's been absolutely uh, fantastic in every way. He's got a great personality, he expresses himself every day in, in the right manner and he's a really good trainer. He just comes in with enthusiasm and I think in life if you've got enthusiasm it could uh, put you a long way, you know, and uh, he's always got a smile on his face and you could tell as soon as the ball comes out he just wants to play football. He's got real football in his blood um, and I think in the future if he continues to work the way he is, I feel he's going to be a very big player in English football. And is he all good and available should you select him for this weekend? Yeah, well, it's one of the ones as well, you know, and I said this before we come off of the break. Um, we have to understand that these guys have been out for a very, very lengthy period. And when they come back, they've got to build their fitness levels. They have to build their uh, rhythm as well um, because they are very rusty. But it's a case of being patient with them until they're ready. And then when they're ready and we kick into gear, I'm sure we're going to be in a very good uh, situation to win games. Just on a couple of the long-term absentees and timescales, I noticed Matty Pearson was on COCOM's duty with Raj there yeah. for the game. Um, Ollie Turton as well, we know he's long-term. Are they still on track for the um, expected return that you informed us about before the break? Yeah, Matty's on track at the moment. Um, he's actually ahead of schedule and that's... Uh, doesn't surprise me because Matt is a beast, you know, you see with his physicality and the way he goes about his business with his rehab, you know, he's one, he's a super professional um, and he's on track, you know, but as I said before, um, we're focusing on the guys that we have in the team at the moment, we're focusing on the younger ones as well to develop them so that if they're needed when our experienced and, and bigger name players are out for a period, then they can come in and implement exactly what we're looking to do. Uh, and they have done that, and I've been very proud of the guys. Um, but of course, it's going to be excellent to have that experience back in the in the squad. Behind the scenes as well, you welcomed Kenny Kenny Miller to the club. Um, how did that come about, and how far back do you go with Kenny? Listen, Kenny Miller's a guy that actually I'm no uh, a person that's been a friend from him from a young age or anything like that. It's just the two of us crossed paths during our coaching badges. And when I looked at Kenny Miller, every time I seen him, I seen elite mentality. 
big enthusiasm, big knowledge of the game, and he's been there and done it. I want these young players and older ones to be around people that have won titles, and that's what I was very fortunate to have in Germany. I was around the Michel Henkes, the Tommy Oros, the Felix Margats, the Tommy Linkids and Freddie Bobiches of the world, where they've been there, they've done it, and they've won, and you could pick so many secrets up off of them and gain experience from them, and that's what I feel our club will gain from Kenny's knowledge. Um, but most importantly for me, he's a good person. He's a family man. He's got a young family and he's come down here and he's really proud to work for this club. And he's definitely someone that I'm very uh, happy to have in the building and also alongside Narcisse and Paul Clements, two absolutely fantastic coaches in their own right. I think we're now building a staff that could go places. Yeah, what does Kenny add to that staff group? Kenny's got a lot of expertise. Um, he's been building as a coach for the last few years now and as I said, he's uh, he's been at the absolute highest level and when he's talking and discussing movements with players and, and such things, he's, he's, he's a guy that the young lads could lean on, you know, and I think that you'll bring a real energy to the group and I'm sure the lads have already told you. Um, the only thing I will say is that he probably has to be a little bit more politer because... Um, the lads have been telling me they thought my accent was strong, um, but Kenny's is even stronger. Uh, but yeah, of course, I'm really happy to have him in the building alongside Narcisse and Paul Clements. Uh, so the, the staff's really set now and we're looking to push on now to the end of the season. Addition staff-wise, we're only a few weeks out from January. Have you had discussions behind the scenes about targets for the upcoming window? Yeah, we've had discussions about it, but the thing is, we know the situation the club's in, Louis. The chairman wants to sell the club. Um, there's no any money there to go and do business, um, but it's no a situation where I'm frightened from because I know that all the teams will go out and make transfers and push on in January. And I just feel that for me as a young head coach, if I can deal with all these challenges that are being put in the way at the moment, when, when I do get Huddersfield in a situation where they have got money to go and invest in the squad and we are higher up the table or looking to push on in the future to get promoted, then I'm going to be able to deal with that sort of adversity. And I feel that at this moment in time, all these questions that are getting asked of me and my staff are going to stand me in good stead for the future. Challenges you speak of. The next one is Sheffield United in a couple of days. Flying high in the Championship, as we know, but they lost the last home game to Rotherham United and you proved when you were at QPR that you can mix it with some of the best teams in this league. Yeah, the, the Sheffield United's a, a big club. It's a massive club in stature. It was a place I always enjoyed going to battle, going to war with them when I was at Norwich, going up to Bramall Lane. Um, they've got a very good coach, a, a man of respect, a man that's uh, uh, he's doing exceptionally well with a, a fantastic squad there and we'll give them all the respect. Um, but as I said, you know the way we work here at the club, we always focus on what we're going to bring and uh, I just want to start well um, and build the foundations that we've laid on the back of winning away at Queen's Park Rangers and having a really solid defensive performance against Swansea, who are a free-flowing football team. Is it at the moment, you mentioned the Swansea game and, and the QPR game, clean sheet against Swansea and look solid against QPR, is it when you are preparing to play against one of those top teams, it is almost for you building from the back? Yeah, the, the thing for us is that we are going to be a solid uh, team this year who build on getting clean sheets and we are very focused on being hard to beat and aggressive and 
we're a very hard-working team, as you could see, um, and no one's going to have it easy against us. We're going to bring a real spirit and determination to every game, which we have been since we've been here in the building. And what I would say is that um, I know it was a bad start to the season. However, when we've went down to these places or away to difficult teams in the league who are on forum, we've always given a good account of ourselves, and especially when we've been shown adversity in the injury situation or illness situation that we've had. And I feel that the group stood up to it, and I feel that when we get the whole squad back, it's going to be like having a, foot, a half a team of new signings. Um, and if we're patient with the guys and give them the chance to get their rhythm back and get their intensity, then it's going to be a very strong back end of the season. Just lastly from me, we know how much you've enjoyed your time in Yorkshire so far. It's a proper local derby for Huddersfield Town. This It's going to be some atmosphere, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be an amazing atmosphere. Um, and as I said, I'm so proud of our fans. Uh, at the moment, they've been so welcoming. And uh, it was a strange feeling, the last home game coming in at Swansea. I drove in with my wife and my three little boys and they were so excited for the game to come in with their daddy and stuff. And uh, my wife said to me, this is bizarre. I said, what? She went, uh, you're sitting bottom of the league and you're getting clapped in the stadium and clapped out the stadium. And the fact is, the fans could see how much this group is trying, how much effort we're putting in. Um, there's no many teams in this winter break that will go out and do five to six double sessions every day. And that's the way it's got to be. We've got to, as a club, roll our sleeves up, face these challenges head on and go with a real determination and focus to keep this club, this great club, in the league this season. Good luck Saturday. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Louis. Um, Stephen, when you get the mic. Thanks very much. Hey, Mark. Um, on the injuries then, so you've had Tino back, you've had Etienne back. How close are we on, um, on Jonathan Hogg? Hogg's uh, actually spent uh, the last two days back full training, Steve. So he's given the whole group an unbelievable lift. Um, he's just a great player and he's a great boy and he's got a fantastic uh, infectious personality and he brings real bite and determination to the group. Um, and at the end of the day, we'll have to realise that Hoggy's our captain, he's our leader, and he's a guy that's so influential in the building. And I'm so, so excited to have him back on the pitch. And like I just mentioned there and touched on, we have to be patient with these guys. They've been out for such a lengthy period that they need time to build, work on their fitness levels, work on the intensity that they need, because the group is playing with a real intensity, you know. And Tyree Simpson as well, is he anywhere near? Yeah, Tyree has been back in as well. He's had a few days training now, which has been great. Um, he's got a fantastic presence as well and a real physicality, but not only is he a, a physical player, he's a real good football player as well. And he looks like he knows exactly where the goal is and he's a young guy that needs developed. Um, and we're really happy to have him back on the grass. Could be a, a vital option, couldn't he? When when you know you, your strikers, respectfully, have not been at their best maybe the past few games. Yeah, what I would say is that our strikers have been uh, working ever so hard, um, and they're bringing a lot more than just goals to the team. But the fact is as well that they have to take accountability because they've not been scoring enough goals, um, and there has been pressure put on them not only from the outside but also from us as a staff because we need them to start firing. Um, we can't keep going in the situations where we're getting 1v1s with keepers or 
good situation in the box where we'll have good positioning and we're not taking more chances. So I'm really happy now that there's competition there um, and we could really uh, work with the players that are in form in the moment. Is, uh, is Pat Jones at all close to, to coming back as well? I'm so disappointed for Pat Jones because I was looking forward to building him this uh, mini pre-season out there in Marbella. Um, he's such an exciting player and I feel he's a player for us when we go in offensive transitions. He's a guy that could really stretch the game, go in 1v1 situation and also just to build him and give him a chance to even come off the bench because when you're a defender and you're leggy on 75 minutes on, the worst thing you need in a game is Pat Jones coming at you and dribbling at you at speed. So I'm absolutely devastated and I have to be honest, I'm devastated that I haven't got him because he's a guy I hold in such high regard and I'm really looking forward to working with him in the future and I feel that when he comes back into the fold, he's going to be a really exciting talent and an exciting player and I love working with the type of players and I, and I really want him to know as well that I'll take care of him and help him develop in his career. Is he expected to be out for a while then? Yeah, he's not trained. He's, he's not been a part of the camp whatsoever. Um, he's... Uh, He's, he's basically not trained with me at all since I've been in the building. Um, and it's a real disappointment with myself because I really care about Pat. He's a good player um, and he's a fantastic boy as well. Um, and I just feel that it's harming the squad at the moment that he's not involved because although he's a young lad, he's shown early on in the season what he can do when he can come into games. And we don't have too many players with that uh, type of attributes. And... Ollie Turton, what, what sort of timescale are we looking at for him? I, I know he's not going to be immediate, but are we looking at a few more weeks, end of the season? What, what's the? Um, I think Ollie's got a, a, a fair bit to go. He, he's still walking around with his boot on. Um, and, of course, he snapped his ligaments with a syndesmosis injury. Um, the sad thing for me is that when Ollie was in the team, he was really flying, you know, with his performance levels. Um He's so consistent in everything he does and he does the basics really well. <clears throat> and he's he's an absolute starter for me. There's no doubt about that. When he's fit and he's ready, he's an absolute starter for me. And we are very fortunate here that we've got two younger ones in Brody Spencer and Kane Kessler who have been developing well in the background. And when we've needed to use them, they've come in and done fine. Yeah, OK. Um, Sorba, is he going to be available for this weekend? Sorba will absolutely be available this weekend. Um, it's been great to have Sorba back in the building. Uh, I'm sure a lot of the guys will tell you that they've not missed him because he's an agitator and he goes around annoying everybody every day. But I think you all know the relationship I've got with Sorba Thomas now and I feel really proud of him that he's got himself in great form and, and I'm proud of him that he was out there experiencing an amazing uh, situation with his country out there in the World Cup. Um, but I'm just glad that he's back safe and well. Um, and Sorba knows what he's got to do this season. He's got to finish the season strong, show everybody what he's capable of, what he's, he's amazing dead ball capabilities, and just keep improving and working because we all forget that he's a young developing player. He's not he's no an experienced player in that respect that's played in the championship for the last six, seven years. You know, He's still a, a project that we're developing and we're working with. And he's doing ever so well, guys. Yeah. Um, one player you took out with you, um, Florian Camberry. I know he's a player that you know well. What's his situation? Florian's a player who was um, with me in Karlsruhe 
um, in Bundesliga and he's a really exciting talent. He was uh, come through the youth academy at Grasshopper Zurich and he was a real big talent there as a young player playing for the Swiss national team. And then he come over to work under Neil Lennon at Hibs and he really exploded there for the season and did excellent and he earned his alone with the Rangers and he did also well in, in certain phases at Rangers as well but it just didn't quite work out and he's probably one that the club's been famous for where we like to take them back in, he's at a good age, we want to get the arm around this type of player and get them back firing again and as you pointed out Steve, we've not got that luxury of having these strikers at the club that are scoring 20 goals a season at the moment so we maybe need to introduce players in certain areas that could grab goals from all different areas of the pitch. And that's included midfielders from us, defenders and set plays and situations like that. And I do feel Florian's a guy who could score goals on his day. Is he look one you're looking to sign in, in January then? I'll we'll sign in January, yeah. Okay. Um, there's been rumours on the outs as well. Um, Etienne, first of all, is one um, linked with a, a number of Premier League clubs. Sort of a bit of a compliment? Absolutely. I mean, it doesn't surprise me young Etienne Kamara has been linked with the Premier League clubs. He's just, first and foremost, a real top talent. Um, he's got an incredible personality. He just comes in every day with a smile on his face and... But when he goes on that pitch, he becomes like a lion. He works hard, he's aggressive. And what I love about him, that he's always following the Hogs, the Leezys, the Pearsons, these type of people in the building to learn off their experience. And I do believe that he'll play a lot of games for us from now until the end of the season. You're hoping to keep him then um, in January? Yeah, Steve, I understand the situation of clubs in it. Uh, we've got... Um, a situation where uh, our lovely owner wants to, of course, sell the club um, and there's not a lot of funds here at the moment and the club's in transition and we know the remit, we need to stay in the league. That's where we're, uh, all we're focusing on and concentrating at the moment. And, of course, we know that we've got a lot of young players who have been given the limelight at the moment and they've went in and done really well and um, it's going to gather attention when you've got maybe five or six that are under 20 that are playing or playing parts of the game and, and winning against a, a team like Queen's Park Rangers who are flying for promotion. So it's no surprise to me that these guys are going to gather that attention. But we just need to make sure we take care of them. And as I said, we've got a squad at the moment that could uh, work itself through this situation, you know. Um, John Russell as well, another player who's been been linked away. Um, what what's his situation? John's a good lad. He's just found it hard under me, and I gave him his start at Reading, and it didn't quite work out. Um, and as I said, I just feel that with Etienne, Diara, and these players, I can't hold them back any longer, and they force their way into this team. I've got to also analyse what happened at the start of the season when there was only one win from eleven or twelve games, and now I'm winning games with these young players and they're coming on and impacting games and I just feel that I need to keep pushing them um, and I wish John all the best in his career and I hope that he finds a really good solution for himself in January. Yeah, um, Jordan Rhodes, another player who's been linked away, is that something the club might consider? It doesn't surprise me that Jordan's had uh, interest, you know, because he's come into that stage of his career where he just knows uh, what it's about uh, in all the leagues, you know, he's got great experience and 
these clubs that are maybe trying to get promotion from League One are looking for that extra nulse or experience. And it's just been unfortunate with Jordan that he just can't find the back of the net and he's putting uh, real demands on himself in training. He's working hard and he, he's, he's trying everything we're asking for him. But unfortunately, he's just not had the impact that we're expecting from him. So, as I said, uh, we, we, we're looking to do business in January ourselves, but we haven't got a big funds that we could go out and sign players. So we just need to gauge the temperature leading into January, Stephen. We'll take it from there. Okay. I mean, do, do you have, I know Lewis sort of touched on this already, but do you have a clear idea of, of what positions you'd ideally like to sign for? Yeah, absolutely. I've got a clear idea um, in the areas of the field that uh, we've identified we want to look at. And, but as I said, and I've made clear before, um, I've not got money that's coming magically out of heaven or the sky that I could go and sign these wonderful players. And we're not here... Uh, we're in a reality situation and we've got to understand that my job is getting paid as a head coach is to use my experience to develop players and to make them ready and to make them assets for the club and to do it alongside being competitive and winning games so that we're staying in the league this season. And that's my remit. And as I said, I'm absolutely loving this challenge with my staff. Um, I believe in this group of players and I know that as we go in this situation till the end of the season. We're going to win some, we're going to lose some, but we're going to do it and grow as a group and it's going to be good for the club in the future because these young ones are going to be worth a lot of money. I know you, you saw you at Harrogate a couple of weeks ago. Um, checking up on the loanies, is there a possibility any of, of the players, not just Harrogate, but elsewhere on loan, might be of use bringing them back? Yeah, listen, the staff all got time off and the players had time off as well before we went out to Marbella and I think you all know the way I am now. I'm not the guy that needs time off from football 24-7. I care about everybody. And just because you're not in the building at the moment doesn't mean to say you're not in, not in my plans. Um, so I drove down from Scotland and I enjoyed a, a day at Harrogate, which is a really good club. It was a brilliant uh, club with a great atmosphere at the game. Typical League uh, 2 game in England with atmosphere and tradition. And it was good to see our uh, young lads who are out there and getting getting the experience they need, you know, to play men's football. And when you looked at Mansfield's team as well, they had a lot of experienced players in there. So to go up against that type of personnel is only going to be good for our young lads. And as I said, leading into January, we'll assess which ones we feel could come back and help us moving towards the end of the season. And we'll just take it from there. Cool. That's all for me. Thanks, Mark. Great. Thank you. Mark, this is um, an unprecedented season for everyone with the World Cup as it is, but how much has your experience of working in the Bundesliga and having a winter break there helped you to make the most of this break? Yeah, listen, it's great. The luxury of the Bundesliga is that you have a winter break and you could go out and what you can do is you could refresh and reset mentally as well and you can improve on certain things that you didn't do in the four-rounder, which means the first round. And then you, you see a lot of the situations out there is that teams start slowly in the forum, then they finish really strong in the hindering of the background. Um, and it's just because sometimes these players need just to be re-energised, refocused, and that's exactly what we've done out there. And as you said, and you all know, um, I think most young managers that have been put in this situation, like myself, would have probably not been able to sleep every night when you look at the injury list that we've had 
But as I said before, I'm not that guy. I'm a guy that faces these challenge absolutely head on. I believe in the other lads that have come in, especially the younger ones that are getting guided really well by the experienced ones. And it's no surprise to me that they've beat Millwall, that they've beat Hull, that they've beat QPR, that they've drew at Middlesbrough and so on. And I just feel that they're really growing as a group. But of course, this small break has been massive for us because the guys that have been out injured are coming slowly but surely back. And I know there's lots of aspects to your job, but first and foremost, you're a coach, aren't you? So how important is having that intense time on the training ground to actually get some coaching into that? It's important. You know, I think in England, you all look at uh, managers of clubs or the guys that walk about with their uh, hands in their pockets and their long jacket and manage the day-to-day. And that's absolutely the polar opposite of what I am. I'm a guy that really focuses on the pitch and... focus on the, the work that we're trying to implement and I'm a real hands-on coach. Um, that's why I brought in Kenny Miller with us as well because he shadows me really well. He understands my mentality and what I'm wanting to do because he spent two and a half years with us on the pro license. And then Narcisse, I've actually got a mirror of myself because he's a very intense guy with a lot of passion and he, he supports me so well alongside Paul Clements, who's an absolute expert in his area. So we're really working hard as a staff. We've got a real togetherness there at the club and we're excited to this back end of the season. And as you said to Stephen, and I don't think you need to, I think we already appreciated this hasn't been a break for you, but have you been able to use this sort of slightly less intense time in terms of matches to to get more settled into the area? You're still living out of a hotel? Yeah, listen, it's tough. You know, I've got a young family up there in Scotland and I miss them dearly. Um, I'm trying ever so hard to bring them down, but... We know that um, they're very settled in their schools up there and we were aiming to get them down after Christmas. Um, So, of course, it's natural. I'm an absolute family man. Um, It's really difficult when you leave them, when you have a day and a half off and uh, the boys are waving you off at the window and you could see they get emotional and they pretend they're, they're not missing their dad, but of course they are, you know, and I'm missing them dearly. But I know the business I'm in. I'm very fortunate to be in this job. Uh, I've said from day one, I've set uh, benchmarks for myself as a young head coach. I've worked in the Bundesliga, which is the highest level in Europe, alongside the Premier League. And the next step for me really is to focus on keeping this really good club in the league. But of course, I want to work in the Premiership and that's my main focus. And that's where I'm building everything towards. And that's why I'm making all these sacrifices and, and the family are supporting me ever so hard with that. And you mentioned Paul Heckingbottom earlier. Have you come across him either when he was at Hibs or when you were when you were in the in the championship? No, not at all. I mean, it's strange because a lot of the Scottish guys up there or the people that have worked in Scotland, um, I've never ever cro- crossed paths with any of them, and it's due to the fact that I'm Scottish in terms of DNA and my passport, but. I'm not a guy that's worked in Scotland at all. Um, so I've always been out in Germany and that's where my whole development has been and where I've been working there and and, and been successful out there as well, you know. Um, however, I always had an eye on the Scottish game, um, which is natural. And Paul's a very good coach and he, he seems like a very nice man as well. And he's doing a fantastic job with Sheffield United at the moment under big pressure because they know that uh, they've got to come and win games against us because their budget's so high and they've got that type of player that is very determined to play in the Premier League. 
I mean, we often talk, it becomes a bit of a cliche saying that the best time to play the big teams are the first weeks of the season when they're still sort of getting rhythm. I mean, do you think it might be a good time to play them when they're, they're, they're sort of coming back together? I don't know about scraping off the rust, but you know what I mean? They probably don't have the rhythm and momentum that they did if you'd played them in December, in uh, October, for example. I think it's going to be new for all the teams, you know. We're all trying to find rhythm. We're all trying to find uh, a balance because... Uh, I'm sure Sheffield's in a situation as well that they're maybe welcoming players back from injury and so on, and they've probably had some injury situations in the, in, in the short period uh, during the World Cup. However, what I would say is that um, I would really, of course, look at the challenge head-on, um, but I understand the magnitude of the task because we know the, 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 the amount of money they've got and what they could do when they sign players of the value of Ollie McBurney or when they signed young Brewster, the striker and so on. And you look at the names in their, their team and it's all Premier League experience. But what I would say is that I always focus on us and focus what we could do. And we could only influence what we're about and what we could do as a team on the day. And we're really looking forward to this challenge at the weekend. And just, just on John Russell there, you know, you mentioned he'll be moving on in January. So how do you, how do you sort of... Um deal with it in the in the meantime is he is he training with the group is he training with the b team how, how... it's never been an issue you know yeah. john's a great boy he's a really likable lad um it's just happened really natural um he found it very hard it was a really slow start to the season probably missing all the big hitters that were here last season like the tuffalos the louis o'briens and beside them hogs and so on and they've not been there in this situation and probably no being able to uh, keep that consistency that you had in the games that you played the previous season. But this happens with young players, you know, you do have your dips and it doesn't mean to say you can't go anywhere else and improve. But what I would say is that I could only look at what's happening now in the, in, in, in the short period that I've been here. And all I could see is Kamara playing like a, an animal at times with big presence and confidence and Diara as well, who's coming on now and I mean, Diara's running past three and four midfielders at a time. Guys that have probably got 200, 300 games in the championship. You know, I think midfielders in this league have probably never come across a player with that capabilities and quality. And I just feel that I've got to be very balanced in what I do and give everybody an opportunity. You know, I can't just listen to what's happened in the past. Um, it's about what's happening now. And it's the same for all the players in the team. If they're not performing and they're not showing me the intensity that I need in the training, then it's most likely that they'll find themselves no in the, the squad on a match day. Sure. But I'd say, obviously, you've got to give more attention to Kamara and Diara, who are going to be the you know the future of the club even this season. So how do you, how do you sort of approach it with, with John? I guess in the back of his mind much as he might try and fight it, he'll be thinking, I don't want to get injured in training and that sort of thing. So how do you sort of go about it? You've not been training with us. Right, that's, it. that's what I've got. A, a lot of players coming back. You know, if you think about the midfield area, we'll have Hogg, Kamara, Rodone. Rodone, for me, is growing. I think Rodone could be one of the best midfielders in the championship. There's no ifs or buts. And well, we know he's a goal scorer as well. And when he adds that to his game and starts getting his numbers in this league then, I think the sky's the limit for the boy, I have to be honest. I've got Kasumu in there, um, I've got Diara, I've got my captain coming back. Conor Mahoney is a guy that's featured in the central areas as well, so it's not even been an, an issue for me. It's not even been 
something that's discussed. It's just happened really natural. Um, and as I said, I'm focusing on the lads because they're the lads that have went away to Borough and got a, a draw, that have went down to Luton, that have got a draw, that have went and won against QPR or won against Millwall. They, that's the players I'm dealing with. So I'm really impressed with them and the appetite and determination are shown is, is, is for all to see. And I think that's why our fans have been so positive with us in the, the past period. I mean, to get clapped off the pitch at the weekend against Swansea when you're sitting bottom of the league is a, is a bizarre feeling. But I'm so thankful and grateful to the, the fans because they're getting behind this group and we need them. We really need them. And they could see that we're, we're rolling our sleeves up and we're giving everything we've got. And you you always said before this break, you know, we'll be in a stronger position for the break, uh, you know, players back fit, more time on the training ground with them. I know you're a positive guy anyway, but do you feel more, even more positive now for having done that work and having got that, you know, got the, these players coming back from injury? I just think it was a really worthwhile period to reset, re-energise and try to slowly integrate these players that have been out for a very long period of time. I mean, we've got, all got to realise, like, uh, for example, Tino's Tino a young guy, he's developing. Um, he had Galangelo fever and he, he hadn't had one training session with me. And he's only really been back a week and a half now, guys. So he's going to need time. Um, of course, we know in this league that you don't get the time because the fixtures are coming thick and fast. But he's shown a real appetite to training. He's playing with a real enthusiasm. And so is all the, the lads that have come back from injury at the moment. And I just feel that we'll look like a more rounded squad when they're all back. And just, just finally, as we're talking about positivity, just what about sober as well? I mean, looking from the outside, you could kind of look at it and say, well, Wales had a difficult World Cup. Sober didn't get on the pitch very much, but I would imagine you'd know immediately if sober was, you know, not in a positive mood. Is he just bouncing from the fact that he's actually played at that level and, you know, all the, all the, all the positives of the equation of that? Guys, Sorba Thomas is just a footballer. Sorba Thomas is the type of guy that if you were down in Hyde Park and there was a group of young lads having a kick about 7v7, I wouldn't be surprised if you seen him in there taking people on and moaning if they weren't playing that final pass so they could get his shot off and throwing in some tackles and hearing his, and his voice and his personality. That's just what Sorba is, you know, and he brings a smile to my face um, because he's a lovable rogue and he's a hard-working player and he's got big potential and we have to support him as a club and really guide him and help him to go to where he wants to be. And when this club's successful, the individuals grow and we all know that and we're really lucky to have him and, and I'm sure that he's going to have a big future in the game. Excellent. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you, everybody. Cheers. Bye.